0: You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. And I'm Morgan Driscoll. And this is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories, often pulling upon the plethora of fantastic paranormal television that we have been blessed enough to have been born in the era to view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Bachelorette has begun. Yes. It was at least two hours long on Monday. Oh my probably god, probably 3. And it's maybe 2530 hot men. Oh my god. All trying for the heart of a one Becca K, I believe it is. And oh, seeing Jesus. a bunch of I'm they're all going to be in a room in the same mansion. I'm sure they won't have private rooms. It's actually frustrated. And Ian thinks that after one week, they will all completely go bonkers. So we're going to see how it happens. It's exciting. <laughs> I am thrilled. And I'm trying to get like a viewing party going because I've already got one friend that's kind of committed to consistent viewing and I want to fold in others. Because honestly, it's too fucking perfect to just enjoy on my own. I'm generous like that. I like to <laughs> spread the love. Are you a part of a fantasy league? Of what? Sports? The Bachelorette. People are doing that now. (laughs) A football fantasy? No. (laughs) Sports? (laughs) I'm so fucking skeptical. Uh, No, but I absolutely should be. Apparently the internet is very into it, so I want to kind of get on that. But also, I like to... I need to have real life... I'm trying to get the kids that I babysit, her, her parents to get on it, but they don't really watch television, but I feel like it would be worth it just for The Bachelorette. Yeah. They don't have to watch anything else. I don't... I literally think it is enough. Like, people look down on reality television, but from a sociological standpoint, it is everything, so I don't feel bad. Anyway, speaking of from a sociological standpoint, um, well, I guess literally anything could follow. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a scary story. (gasps) Woo! Now. I first... So you know excited. what? I'm going to I always do this like insane build up where I end up going down three different avenues before you tell it what I'm going to do. So I'll just tell you what I'm going to do. Okay. Most haunted episode. Right. Oh, yeah, good. It's a two-parter. <gasps> Ooh, which has always bode very well in the past for me. They are going to Saltmarsh Hall in East Yorkshire. It sounds spooky. It absolutely is. So Ooh. here's the deal. There is this massive, gorgeous Regency home. Regency is like Jane Austen era. Early 1800s. Gorgeous manor home. And it's fucking haunted. And they're going to find out about it. Now, the last time I did a Most Haunted two-parter was when it was uh, the Black Monk of Pontefract. Oh, that episode. That messed me up. Here's the thing. This one, I think, scared me more than that <gasps> Stop. Because I think... I... Oh, the, black, the Monk one was the most terrifying from a show for me. Mm-hmm. And the rest... The most terrifying are our listener stories, probably, for me. But the yeah. Monk was, like, way up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So... Um. But I'll, I'll tell you why it may not translate to be as scary, because a lot of it was things that you actually see and hear while you're mm. watching it, so I'm going to try to translate that as, as best I can. Um, so, the television show Most Haunted has been around for many years. It was one of the first television haunted television shows I ever saw as a kid, and... It is a crew of Brits, and they basically roam around scary places in England. Uh, They're famous for their screams, for their cursing, so the majority of what you hear is bleeping at any given time, and for a lot of handheld camcorders going insane. Mm -hmm. Everyone's running, because basically every single member of the crew is is, like, a part of the most haunted team. Like, they've been a part of it forever. So, they're also the people doing investigators. There's not, like, a silent camera person that you never actually see. Everybody, at any given time, is holding a camera or being in front of the camera. Now, do they have the demonologists with them? I'm so glad you (gasps) asked. No. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't make it. No, there was, um... Yes. The cast... As it happens in this episode, is Yvette Fielding, who mm-hmm. is the main presenter and host. Lovely. Her woman. her she truly is she seems very mm-hmm. sweet. Her husband, Carl. Um Come their on. new makeup artist. <gasps> I assume she's a makeup artist. She has really nice lip gloss, and usually the other woman <laughs> on the on the show is the makeup artist who's just there. So, I mean, she's just getting thrown into this shit. Her name is Mel, and she carries herself very impressively for a makeup artist who literally, like, is just, like, fucking there. Like, she doesn't scream as much as the other woman that <laughs> they used to have named Kath, who w- had truly... Uh the most acute and cowardly responses to paranormal activity I've ever seen on television, oh my God. but like I said, she was a makeup artist, so uh, we, what are we really asking her? Yeah, we also have Stuart and that is the, the bald man who is also the cameraman who's also a cameraman, and then we have Darren, who is a shaggy haired young cameraman, and then there is, of course Fred Bat. The demonologist slash historian. Wait! His last name is Bat? I think it might be Blat. That's I even think it better. But also could be Bat. They're also vampire-esque. Bless. Blat. Um. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> I'm living and dying at the same time. <laughs> so... We've got this uh, fun cast of characters roaming around Haunted England. Now, Saltmarsh Hall in East Yorkshire. Let's talk about it. History. So it's a Regency home, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. which means that it's going to be a lot of flat, perfect, incredible stone and very regal, but not like super detailed. It's not like Baroque. It's mm-hmm. like clean and big swaths of stone like that if that makes any sense mm-hmm. for your imagination it's been in the same family for 900 years jesus sir lionel salt-, salt marsh was knighted in 1067 by william the conqueror and was given the land and uh the there was a home on it on the land but it has since been rebuilt a billion times And the last of the Saltmarsh family died in the 1970s. So if you're wondering how those super wealthy people ended up being aristocrats and in those massive homes, it's because in 1067 or something like that, their great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather did something nice for a king. And that basically predestined them for the next thousand years. That's insane. That's the aristocracy. (laughs) There is an abandoned North Wing that lies empty and has lied empty for 70 years. Damn! Since the war broke out, World War II, and basically all of the servants were called into service for their country rather than service to the salt marshes. And they just couldn't... I mean, when every able-bodied young man is yeah. sent to war... There's just, you just can't run a household. So they just abandoned it. And it hasn't been touched since. There is also a network of underground tunnels, cellars, and walkways that used to be filled with bustling servants trying their very hardest not to be noticed. Because a good servant is a servant you never notice. I love a good tunnel system. Mm. Oh, I know. You do have a thing for tunnels. They're never not creepy. I would say that's right. (laughs) So, (laughs) in terms of activity, people see or have seen black shadows, sounds, generally terrifying feelings. Someone has seen a man in the doorway kneeling down by the fireplace. Mm. The woman who owns it, I think her name was Kate White. Just a really sweet you know, this sort of woman, you know. I don't like to know all of it, you know, when the ghost groups come in, you know. I don't like to have them tell me everything, but I am very interested. So oh. she's that sort of person. and um, And she lives in basically the main area and doesn't ever go into that area. But she has been aware of a woman in white near a pond... Which sounds so beautiful, and it's a gorgeous little pond, overgrown and flowery and stuff, and a woman near the wine cellar. Now, they will be able in this episode. So, there's an abandoned wing, there's a first floor and a second floor. The first floor anyone could walk into at any given time. Mm-hmm. The second floor was sealed, okay. but, and has not been touched since like 1936. But, no, I mean, it would have to be later than that for the war. Like, probably, like, 1939 or something like that. <laughs> they have not touched that area since it has been sealed. And the Most Haunted team has been granted exclusive access mm-hmm. to unscrew the seal. Holy crap! And re- remove the panel. Oh my god. And go into the second floor. Which no one has seen for 70 years. I mean, at this point, it would be if it was almost 1940. And no, I'm not even going to go down that road because when I have pressure to do math, it's always wrong. More than 70 years, I would say. (laughs) I am off the clock math wise forever. So (laughs) is that what getting your degree in math means? You don't ever have to do it again? Never again. (laughs) Fair. Mm -hmm. So these are going to be the areas they're going to investigate in the series. Or in um these episodes, two episodes. Stables. There's a nice stable block. Cellars. Wine cellary areas. The abandoned first floor mm-hmm. and the abandoned floor the second floor of the abandoned wing that's been sealed off. Okay. So okay. I'm ready. Close up on Fred, demonologist and historian, and he's got Blah. a few things to say um i'm sure he does the current building was built in 1825 and the stables in 1842 so quite modern uh they'll be concentrating on the cellar underneath the house and a lot of servants have apparently been seen sort of walking in and out and he also thinks it's significant that there is a river near the home because rivers are apparently conducive to paranormal activity uh, and he said, you know, of course, as a demonologist, you know, I'm hoping we encounter some bad spirits. You and... know, Okay, I mean, I guess we can't begrudge him of that. <laughs> so. I too hope they see dark stuff, so I can't blame them. Yeah, really dark stuff. So. Start of the investigation. They're on the first floor. The abandoned first floor. I love that the owners of the house were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want in the abandoned area. <laughs> don't set a foot in where we actually live. <laughs> we don't want to know. Oh, that's also a good reason. Um, um, um I'd so... most definitely want to know. Oof. So I'd leave if it's really bad. You would just leave? I mean, I wouldn't live in some place super abandoned if I could help it. Well, I think that's kind of generally the goal. None of us want to live in a decrypted well, abandoned. it seems like she knows it's super haunted. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, don't. Yeah, she's just like... They just, like, don't mess with it. Yeah. Rather British.
1: It is, yeah. Let
0: it <laughs> Well, you know, why? Let sleeping dogs lie, I suppose. Mm. So... Start of investigation, first floor. Mm. Cast of characters, Yvette, Fred, Mel, Stalette, <laughs> Call, Cool! And boom operator, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <am> Darren. <laughs> Darren. No, he's chill. But his voice is really not distinct enough to do an impression of, which is a bummer. Damn. But there it is. So, they begin in the cellars. And to explain the cellars, they're like kind of like barreled ceilings like rounded ceilings everything is brick that's been painted white mm. and there's no wine or anything in there but there's still like the wooden it almost looks like a super wide bookshelf uh okay. where the wine used to go okay in these cellars and there's like a net na- there's many different rooms and like corridors down here but they all pretty much look the same painted. White brick, rounded ceilings. Sounds delightful. <laughs> I don't think you'd feel that way if you were there at night in the dark. <laughs> true, true. So, while they're talking, Yvette notices that something se- seems to be mimicking. This is so funny. When I wrote this, I could never catch the guy's name, so I just wrote The Boom Operator. <laughs>
1: His
0: oh, name is Darren. Darren, Darren. <laughs> we got you, Darren. <laughs> the boom operator. She. He's talking about something, and then she's like, "I swear it could sound. It sounds. We've had this before, where it sounds like, like someone's just repeating what you're saying. I swear it's not an echo. I know." Ooh. And while they're walking into just another room, they hear something down the hall. Something thrown down the hallway. <laughs> Down another hallway, they hear something metal clinging on the ground. Everything is happening. You're going to hear a lot of just like, boom. And then everyone just screams and runs to another direction. There's it, It's almost constant. Do they set up cameras in rooms? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ghost adventurers do, but they never catch anything ever. And it seems like, like they Yvette gets everything, and you'd think it would be beneficial to put a camera or two up. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, don't be sorry. I'm sure that's a fantastic recommendation. Frankly, <laughs> I think the what they would probably say is that they move around too quickly and too much to. No, that isn't even a justification. They should just get one or two just cheap cameras. Like, they don't have to be super fancy. Just put iPhone on a tripod. Yes, you could literally just get a nice (laughs) iPhone on a tripod and just put it in the corner of some of these rooms and just see if anything happens after a few hours. Get some interns, have them sit in rooms. (laughs) I'm sure an intern would love to do this. I'll do it. Send an application. I will. So. Fax them. They get yeah, send them a fax. So down another hallway they hear something metal clinking on the ground. They go to the room where it happens and they find like the metal bottom part of a light bulb. Mmm that's been thrown. They decide to hang out in the wine cellars because things seem to be happening and try to make some contact, even though this is just like their first like walk around. So they start walking back upstairs and they hear a loud door dragging on the ground like a super heavy door like they're freaked out oh shit yeah so they decide to move to the stables because this is just their first walk around they're not even really doing the investigation yet and they're just like "Ah, oh okay oh lord so they're in the stables fred of course says yeah it just feels really oppressive you know just an oppressive feeling oh jesus they hear a brick or some big stone drop as they're leaving. Oh, they're taunting them. (laughs) They've got the power. Yeah. Something drops next to Mel and Mm -hmm. something hits Stuart on the head. Stuart! Not Stuart! Stuart! No. Stuart. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) He's the one that always says stuff that everyone's like, oh, don't say that! (laughs) He said, like, this reminds me of the house that bled to death. And it's like, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, Stu. He's the fatalist type. I, I like identify. <laughs> so they're in the stables. Something drops by. Stu gets hit in the head. And this is just right off the bat. So then. Jesus. They decide to do Carl and Stuart lights off in the cellars. Whoa. Stuart and they are alone, they're separated. Stuart is on one way of the hall hu- one end of the hallway in a wine cellar. Carl is in the other. Mm-hmm. In the television show, it cuts between them consistently back and forth, but I'm just gonna do all of what Stuart encounters, okay. all of what Carl encounters until it culminates and they both run out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So Okay. Stu is calling for... So they're in the wine cellars where they had gone through before the painted white brick. Mm -hmm. Stu is calling for, if there's anything here, make a sound, Mm -hmm. do something, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. He hears a... Oh! Like something had been thrown or dropped. Uh, Okay. It came from the room he'd just left. (sighs) Okay. Another... Closer and louder. Baby, you look like you're going to pass out. Me? <laughs> yes! I'm already so bothered. <laughs> it's like, there's so much activity and they have just... Because <laughs> I'm like so prepared because I know how like the monk thing just, it messes with you. It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm already like, this is a lot. <laughs> this The brick, it, ugh, the scene has been set and I am in it. <laughs> I'm <Yes>. sorry <laughs> it's okay it's okay I just I just looked up at you and was very worried so, so um oh god so here's a closer then this is my least favorite he hears okay. a growl oh and he just goes fucking hell <laughs> is it like animalistic growl is it like a person is it I think he neither. just says growl. I don't know hmm. if there can, I don't know if there's really a distinction. I'm not even sure if I can make a real growl. I don't know if you can. Humor this mm. like growl really well. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That was terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So, so he just please don't hurt me. <laughs> he goes. Through the door, where the sounds are coming from, he hears another bang, so he's just standing, kind of panting with the camera on his face. I mean, right. the atmosphere in here, here has gone so intense it's unbelievable right something on the door of oh, the room someone's. that he's in, yes, oh, he goes, don't answer someone's here, someone's here no I think I think it's children playing in this room. I'm done, and he just gets the fuck out. I, don't I know like where that he got the, the growling was okay, but the children, children. No. <gasps> They're going to ask me to look at all the things that they're drawing and they won't listen when I say I have to go to the bathroom and they'll just say, wait, but just watch this. And then you'll say, I already gave you five minutes. I'm not going to give you anything else. But they push and they push and they push. Yes, I understand why a growling demon might be less intimidating than the That's prospect of a child. I like babysitting. <laughs> it's going really well so far we got boba tea two days ago that was a Ooh. highlight <laughs> anyway um, and then Carl so that was what was happening to Stuart on one side of the corridor now on the other side we've got Carl okay. <laughs> Carl fucks me up I like him a lot he's a, 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 he's, but he's also such a daredevil boy he's like I'll go down there alone it's like ugh, oh, of Lord. course he will Carl you were the one that said, like, hurt one of us when oh. it was the uh, Black Monk of Pontefract. Mm-hmm. And he, he was physically burned. And then he's like, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl is, is in the other side of the wine cellar. He's got a camera on himself. And he's like... <sighs> I know I know you guys think this is just another place because you're on couches but you know this is very scary and as I was watching it I was on a couch and I was like mm, he knows well spotted cow <laughs> <laughs> please do something if you're here mm. some bangs mm. in the room that he's in mm. He keeps hearing bangs and snaps and unusual sounds, And then he's walking and he hears a super loud bang that scares him to death. He walks towards the area of the room where it happened and (gasps) says, it's like something's being dragged. And he's like, you know what? I want to get out of here. Then he hears something whining, something like, and he's like, right so goodbye and uh and he walks out and he's like stew stew and he's like oh he's left me lovely great great (laughs) good uh good friend so he leaves (laughs) oh my god weird so growling whining dragging banging overall
1: Mm. yes why would he think
0: children I think he just got kind of a mischievous sense. Mm. I don't know why there would be children in the wine cellar. Those drunken servants. No, I don't think so. Anyway, (laughs) we press on. Mm. Okay, Okay. Right. Carl and Stu are in the stables. I honestly think the rest of the crew was just like, Having a union break, like I honestly think they were just like at the craft services table, just like <laughs> eating food and just like chatting. Meanwhile, I hope so. They're like, oh my God, I've just heard a growl. And they're like, really? Perrier is cheaper. Here. That's so funny because I always thought it was more expensive. Have you ever had Lacroix? People talk about it, but I, I there's something metallic about it. I don't like. Oh my lord. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, Carl and Stu head to the stables. Okay. They're together this time. The I'm stables ready. are gigantic and beautiful. In any 200-year-old stable way. I mean, I mean, manage your expectations. They're not yeah. sparkling. But they're nicer than a stable I could afford today. So, <laughs> that's any indication of their <laughs> quality... <laughs> Um, oh, is there anyone here? Yes. Right. We didn't prepare for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> calls for if anyone's there. And then Carl hears a... <sighs> uh, uh, uh. Okay. They think the atmosphere is building. And then they hear like a foot shuffling sort of sound. Just like feet shifting on gravel, which is what they're standing on. <sighs> okay. Okay. Please come and, uh, and join me and my friend. Did you just shuffle your feet? No. I've just heard this. Shuffles his feet. Affect one of us. No, oh God. Throw okay. something. Okay. Any stable Calm down, boys? Carl. Any stable men? Here with us now? I need a stable man! <laughs> I am looking for a stable man or boy. <laughs> knows his way around a horse. So, <laughs> uh, mm. they hear a bang. Mm. They heard something land or move. Then they hear faint. Footsteps. Getting really spooked. (laughs) Yeah. And then they have this hilarious little moment to themselves when he's like, Can you do something else? And then (laughs) Stuart's like, We're always asking for more, aren't we? You know, (laughs) we're never satisfied. And Carl's like, You know, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, what could they do that we wouldn't ask for more? You know, we're always pushing, always pushing. Mm -hmm. He's like, Yeah, you know, what, 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 will it ever be enough? And I was like, Whoa. Wow will it and then Carl was like you know it's a ham and egg situation you know I'll take the eggs but not with the ham but you know oh this would be great if we had some eggs but you... and I was like that feels like a reference that no one that's huh. not British fucking understands so we're like yeah. oh yeah it's a ham and eggs situation I've never had eggs and wished there was ham and no. I've never had ham and wished there was eggs I've had ham and wished there wasn't ham but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um. Yeah, that's not a phrase that I've ever related to. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Maybe a ha- maybe a sausage and eggs situation. Mm. I've had sausage and wish there was eggs. I've had eggs and wish there was sausage. Maybe eggs. It's and always more a, there's eggs. a potato like a hash brown situation where I mm. just always wish there was hash brown, pretty much despite what's on the plate. Even if there's already hash browns. I do I am have been known to consistently complain about the amount of potatoes that is on my plate. I always say, you got more than I did or how mm-hmm. come this is all? This is all they're going to yep. give? Yep. I I don't think I've ever been given an appropriate amount of <laughs> potato product. Or if it's too much I complain but I have a good time. I've never complained about too much because I've never been given too much. Oh so God. it's a ham and egg situation <laughs> and uh, and I guess they they decide that they're going to go back to the craft services table and discuss their over some ham and ever, eggs will, will it ever be enough I feel like so, if they saw the ghost if the ghost materialized and was looking them in the face they'd go you did it I'm satisfied that's enough. enough I don't know what you can do more and I don't want to know Um. So, now we've got Mel, the makeup artist. She's really sweet. She looks sort of like Abby from Broad City, except for British. Okay, okay. Let's that makes it. any sense. Long brown hair. You know, sort of like the girl next door. Like you maybe went to high school with her, but she's British now. <laughs> so she's British now. Oh, that girl you went to high school with. She's British now. coming coming soon on abc melissa she's british british now now. so (laughs) so it's mel darren the boom operator and yvette in the cellars oh back in the cellars but this time it's lights off so yvette immediately is saying she feels very nauseated almost like she's going to be sick So Darren is like, tap on the foot, on the, no, tap on the foot, (laughs) tap on the floor with my foot twice. I'm going to tap on the floor with my foot twice. Oh, copy me. Okay. Nothing. But they hear a, (sighs) which is very fun because that feels frustrated. I love that, they're like, come on I mean, I'm going to tap with my foot copy me and meanwhile like the 62 year old butler is like <laughs> I. they should have like tapped him on the forehead twice and copied it give me a quick squeeze on the tush <laughs> Hold me tightly <laughs> Gently love me. <laughs> oh fill the void, ghost. Fill the void <laughs> Okay So um lights are then, off then Yvette hears a Oh sound a whining sound which is really interesting because if you make that sound it almost feels like the easiest sound to make like if you're trying really hard to vocalize like the easiest thing you might be able to get across is a yeah like you know even I mean? when you're really sick you can like whimper yes true so like this might you, be yeah. like as much as because they hear that sound all the time they're like, mm. ah, like it's like someone trying to communicate. They just can't. Which must be so frustrating. And they're sighing. Yes. They're frustrated. Might be. I mean, these people <sighs> are kind of just... frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's wearing a goddamn amulet. <laughs> I would find that. that frustrating. Um. So Yvette thinks that... The moment that they start talking and really getting things going, stuff is happening. But when they stop and are just, like, quiet and listening, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So, which is coincidentally also the most frustrating fucking thing in the world to record and communicate to an audience. Mm -hmm. Because they'll be talking and then be like, wait. I swear I just heard a woman's voice. But it's like, we can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I trust you, though. Yeah, I mean. As do I. (laughs) So. Uh, they close out their invest besti- their investigation of that area, and they decide. <sighs> <laughs> and that's that's the end of the first episode where we've just got some preliminary Ooh. bangs, some preliminary knocks, and um, and they have this new fucking cast member. Remember how they used to have Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, the skeptic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm glad they don't have a skeptic with them anymore, because literally, who asked for that? Yeah. Who, like, what? I don't I think, think this is a skeptic nine. goes They in... have a skeptic later, but... They don't... I feel like skeptics don't seek out television shows about the paranormal. <laughs> it's, like, people who probably believe are, are interested, so you don't need to prove to me. I... No one who's watching Most Haunted is interested in not ghosts. Like, no yeah. one is interested in someone being like... Well, if you study parapsychology, you'll notice that actually your brain just gets whipped up into fantasy. And it's like, we don't care. I'm not watching this Mm -mm. for science. Mm -mm. If I wanted a scientific evaluation, clean, clear of the paranormal, I would watch Ghost Adventures. (sighs) They're professionals. They're men of science. Those are men of science. Have you seen how black and And thick their jeans are? Yeah they understand something obviously we all do not (laughs) so um (sighs) so they've got this new guy named dr john callow and i wrote long-haired charlatan because obviously i don't much care for skeptics and also i feel like if a skeptic walked into the most haunted house in the world and if a ghost The only thing I immediately thought of was pull down their pants and shove their butt in their face, Um, (laughs) because that's the most obnoxious thing I can imagine. A skeptic wouldn't feel anything; they wouldn't notice anything. Like if your trousers have fallen. (laughs) (laughs) If you study parapsychology, uh, it's quite frequent that you know a trick of the light. You know the shadows moving, and yes, it looks like a butthole, but you know anything (laughs) could be a butthole in this light. Right. Okay. This fucking guy. Long haired charlatan. He's just sitting in front of like a two desktops with like the most haunted footage on it. So my (laughs) Ian, my boyfriend, said, is he just like an editor with an opinion? (laughs) Probably. And then he goes on some long tirade. That was actually rather poetic. I think he has creative writing skills, probably. Uh, about how they're literally exploring the history from underneath. Perhaps leaving a certain area to literally rot. But when they get in that state of mind, a knock, a bang, a settling of a house can take on an entirely new meaning. And it's like, I am not interested in your perspective. No, sir. Uh, no, no. And he's got long curly hair. It d- n- no, 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 no. 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 I imagined it um very... um. Malfoy's father.
1: It's like like Malfoy's father. If
0: he had, if he was thirty-three, British, so they age poorly. So subtract about five years from what you actually think they are. (laughs) Uh, And curly, limp, brown hair. Limp. Okay. And a scarf and a denim jacket. So I'm gonna assume gay. And <laughs> your face, you're like I am trying to imagine this I... person, and it is so difficult. Here, let me send you a picture. Okay, I was like Malfoy's right father. No. Um. Then Pam from the office, limp, kind of curly hair. I think and then Pam a... Pam mixed with Malfoy's father is a very Pam Beasley mixed with Lucius Malfoy is this man absolutely because I feel like it's Pam with Malfoy's like with the fat Malfoy's. Like he... With With Lucius Malfoy's gift with writing. Okay, I just sent it to you. He's got the most simpering fucking look on his face. I know he thinks he's better than me. okay. He looks like he used to snowboard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you described it very accurately. Historian and skeptic. That's not a... That's not a career... A stunning notable trait. Some people have made a career of being skeptical of the paranormal, which I literally don't. We can't oh, even talk no. about them. Because also, who cares about them? Literally, who cares? They're, usually those types of people just like to think they're smarter than you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those types of people not. don't believe in aliens. I believe in aliens. I just don't care about aliens. Yeah, they don't care about us. And or if maybe. they did, I wouldn't care. So, set well... That's They're trying to kill us, fucking. If they were trying to kill, I would care, probably. Yeah. But if I've learned anything from movies, just spritz them with water and they'll go away. Yes. What was that, like The Omen or what movie was it where they. Water was the thing that <sighs> killed the aliens, and it's like, oh, Spring then why Mars. would they go to a fucking planet that's fucking 80% water? I think it was some. Mars is in the title, I think. No, it's like The Blank. It's like the invaders, the people. Mm. It's like in between the omen and the invaders, some word in between there. You guys will figure it the out. The warning. <laughs> Something like that. So, lights up on the second part of the investigation, the abandoned wing. So, it was abandoned in the 1930s, as I said before, because the war broke out. And suddenly, when you're fighting for your country, next to the man that you just cleaned the chamber pot of, you started to think, hey, maybe there's something wrong with this literally antiquated feudal system of servitude. And they never came back. For such reasons. (laughs) Really fascinating, actually. So... Mm. They start in the first floor of the abandoned wing. This time they're just walking around. The lights are on. They're just getting a feel for it. It's got the original wallpaper. All the rooms are either completely empty or they have like beds in them, like super small little beds. And uh, and Yvette, while they're just like examining the wallpaper, Yvette hears footsteps outside the door. They walk out and try to figure it out when super distinct footsteps are heard. Oh my god! My legs went cold when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. There's something in the corridor outside the room they're in. So there's these long little hallways, which we'll call corridors, mm-hmm. and uh, in but and along these hallways are these. bigger rooms just to give you a sense for the structure of these places these would have been the servants quarters Mm -hmm. very simple Um, so there's something in the corridor outside the room they're in so they decide to walk out (laughs) Darren accidentally bumps something and then I just really loved his quiet little voice saying that was my boom pole that was my pole sorry Darren damn it Darren this so was they your wa- moment. <laughs> okay, being a boom operator is really fucking hard. People don't realize how heavy that thing is, is it and heavy? also, well, number one, anything is heavy if you have to hold it over That's your true. head for like thirty minutes on it. Like,
1: wh- and not you have shake. To-
0: yeah. No, it's it's being a boom operator, it. being a camera operator, and a boom operator take so much more physical what strength if you than sneeze? you realize. I can't, you're out of the picture. <laughs> I cannot hold back a sneeze. If it's if it needs to happen, she's happening. That's a shame because you're very tall, and tall people make great boom operators. Oh, because you true. can hold it even further. It's it's a very physical act. It's it's intense. So, sorry, that was my boom pole. They walk into a new room, open and decrepit. It's like, just like maybe. A, fireplace against one wall and, and then just like completely open just square rooms and event asks for them to tap out how many people are there how many spirits immediately 11 <gasps> you would have thought s- that there would have been a gap and they're like wait can I get a head count <laughs> There's so many people. Okay, wait. All right, everyone line up. (laughs) I can't see you if you're behind someone else. All right, here we are. (laughs) Two, three, four, five, six. Darren! (sighs) Sorry, it's my (laughs) boom front. Here we go. And Stephen's on holiday. (laughs) Great. All right, do you think we should count the dark entity that lives in the fireplace or no? Right, no. Yeah, we'll let them find out, huh? Yeah. Great, chaps. Really good work. (laughs) So they're terrified by this, of course. They all fall silent. Mm -hmm. They all fall silent. And then they just hear fucking... Footsteps. Mm. These are the most distinct footsteps I have ever heard in a ghost show. They were so clear. (sighs) No. Okay. And, uh, okay. How many of us do you see in this room? Yvette asks. It knocks out six. Then, it does six again. Then, it does six again. And then, fucking, Carl, Carl's like, that's six, six, six. Oh, don't oh, don't, come me, on, it, don't God. come on no and then Sue's like, come on, it's six, six, six. We're gonna die. But um they're like, oh don't think of it. No, it's it's got nothing. No, it's fine, it's fine. What decade do you think it is? The 1920s? The nineteen thirties? Uh, uh, 20. What? Oh, God. My body feels prickly. I'm so, I'm cold. (laughs) Uh. 20 again. It just keeps knocking in sets of 20. Mm. Funky. What's hilarious is, it, as terrifying as that is, they don't know what the fuck it's trying to say. <laughs> they're all trying to keep count. Yeah, yeah, they're like, so, so, yeah, I've got 20. That was 20 again, isn't it? Well, what does it mean? Does it mean it thinks it's the 1920s? No, because I said, what well, is it the 1930s? No, you asked if they would if they would knock two for no and then one for... No, I didn't. Oh, I said Lord. knock if it's a 1930s, but if they do 20, is that how old they were? nothing no, no. So, so they're just like alright well I guess we can assume it. they think it's the 1930s <laughs> but it's just like 20 alright well it's very scary <laughs> we're terrified nonetheless <laughs> yeah so Fred, Yvette and Mel are together on screen talking in one of the rooms about to walk to unseal the abandoned second floor oh jeez Yeah, they're all just talking about how pumped up they are, how excited they are. And so the way the entrance is, you open a door and there's like a false back to make like a closet out of what used to just be a corridor. Mm -hmm. And you in the upper back of this false back closet, there is a white panel about maybe two feet by two feet. And that is how you get into this abandoned floor. Mm -hmm. And while they're talking about it, having a chat, Mel says, so I know we have to crawl in, but how are we going to get out? Mm -hmm. Which I thought was fun. And they decide to... Well, that's, I think, exactly what Yvette said. She was like, we're never going to (laughs) leave. Mel's (sighs) like, but... (laughs) Great. I'm a makeup artist. So... (sighs) They decide to push on out of the room that they were just in, where they were like, how are we going to get out? And then they're like, oh, I don't want to go first. I don't want to go first. Fred, you go first. And he's like, as always, accommodating. And uh, he walks, the moment he walks out of the door into the corridor, a doorknob is thrown at him. What? It's just like, the moment he walks out. And everyone's just screaming. And they're just like, look at this look at this, look what I've got. Fucking doorknob. Is like, maybe it's because we're about to, you know, walk into a, a an area that's not been... How been empty, does a skeptic you know, explain that? They don't, and that's why they're unnecessary. <laughs> well, in a lot of old homes, doorknobs were kept dangling precariously from ceilings as a um, warding-off measure for vampires. So it's not unusual to me at all that it might come cackling down and scaring some people. Why it might have a horizontal trajectory could be accounted for just a very strong wind gust. Perhaps a mini cyclone in the hallway. Yes, it it all comes down to climate. So they're all walking towards just like transitioning room to room and... (laughs) yvette just goes i hate it in here and fred goes it's lovely in here and she goes it's not lovely it's blooming scary (laughs) so they are going to i keep accidentally knocking my desk and i don't people to think because it's the same noise that i was making earlier uh so they're about to take off the white panel but they decide to like Calm down first to come at it from less of a terrified place, I imagine. Or Mm -hmm. they just were wanting to nosh a bit at the craft services table. Ham and eggs. So they take it as a ham and egg situation. (laughs) So they decide to take a break and go uh, everybody decides to take a break except for Carl because everybody knows he's a big man that's got to show up. Yeah. So he's like I'm just going to come back here alone while they're all eating. So he does. He's on the first floor, not the abandoned second floor that they're going to okay. unseal. He's back on the first floor. He's in one room in the corner. There's a fireplace in the room, but nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then he's just silent, holding this. And I hear the most distinct footsteps I have ever heard. <clears throat> it, it didn't just sound like... It sounded like shoes touching the ground i wish i had shoes in here to. Mm-hmm. i'm not know. a goddamn foley artist and i don't know why i keep trying to oh be- wait, wait wait i got a tennis shoe yes it was closer to that ah! was it like a clicking like it was a a heel or like a man's formal shoe or was it yes <gasps> oh oh no uh, like that, like you could heal, hear a difference between, like the heel and the toe, mm. scares the hell out of me. Right, same. What about Carl? He oh, also... I can take it. I'm Carl. I'm no. the big Carl. I'm the big C on campus. Actually, his name starts with a K. What? So that we explains can assume some German ancestry, right? Makes sense. So he says, "Can can you walk towards me? Ah! Can you walk away from me? <laughs> <laughs> can you never do anything to me again?" No, he doesn't say that. So footsteps are coming. Closer to him. All right. Something is moving closer to the dark. There's a dark doorway diagonal to him across from him and the other wall. Okay. And there you can't see anything down there. Suddenly, the footsteps. It's running it's running it's running it's coming it's coming i mean i mean you no harm i mean you no harm he starts yelling i mean you no harm he says that's some of the biggest footsteps i've ever heard some of the biggest footsteps i've ever heard he starts walking towards the dark corridor footsteps are getting louder it stops (gasps) I can't see anything I can't see anything but I can hear it it's getting louder it's getting louder I really don't like it I really don't like it so he faces the camera towards him and you can just see the black corridor behind him and his face and he's just my heart rate is increasing (laughs) it's gone up 10 beats per minute in the past, like, <laughs> minute. <laughs> oh, God! Okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm back, okay. It's getting louder, okay, and louder. You can't see it. Oh, it's but right on top it. of me, it's right on top of me! Ah, ah, that's it! Run, takes off down the hallway. Takes off down the hallway. Meanwhile, everyone else is snacking down the street. <laughs> in their fucking RV. Do they have like walkie-talkies? No. <laughs> okay. I'm not a professional, mind you. But Okay. It's fine, nevermind It's fine. I'm not. Yeah, I also feel like they should have a way to communicate. Well, you know, whatever. I guess it- they'll find out. When the footage is edited and sent out there, they'll be like, oh, sure. he was going through it, huh? Yeah. But also, they've been in so many situations, no one's been grievously injured, so I think That's they just true. assume they're fine. Which, yeah. I mean... One day. He was. They might not, but... Eh. That's fine. Ham it's and just Carl. Situation. Ham and eggs. It's just Carl. <laughs> so... It's time for the unveiling. Everyone has been fed and watered. And uh, and Carl is back and ready with a screwdriver at the panel. So he's un- physically unscrewing Ooh. this thing. They're all so excited. But while he's doing that, he literally taps on the panel and gets a fucking tap back. And then Carl hears a... from the panel i don't like that at all i don't like it i'd rather so die than so he gets there. ready to take it off and then is like oh take sorry guys off. one more screw sorry sorry my life and i was like what oh, wait what did he say one more screw sorry story of my life and i was like the fuck what do you mean one more screw is the story of your life? That's a weird story. You're married and have been for a very long time. I hope that doesn't define you. Yeah. Mm. One more screw. Mm. the hell? Don't. So, they pull it off. They put the camera up into the corridor. Right. Super narrow, super dilapidated. There's a ton of dust and just, like, piles of, like, the stuff that's come off the walls. There's like a toilet in the middle of the hallway for some reason. They must have horrible allergies. I feel like they go to some dusty places. Perhaps. And I think this is unusual for its level of dust. Mm -hmm. So. It has been sealed off for a very long time. But then how would dust... How does dust I think 90 years, almost. I don't know how If you have a sealed off box... Does it get dusty inside? Cause the, that whole floor is sealed off. So, would it get dusty? I don't. I don't know. Definitely wasn't clean. I don't need a skeptic. I need a scientist to explain things like this. I need a cleanliness I'm not, expert. I'm not sure a scientist would be who you would call. I. I. I don't know. Who knows how dust forms? No one. I'll ask Roger and he'll know and he'll tell me. But I won't be interested. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right so okay so they decide to climb up mm-hmm. they literally have to like scoot their asses through this hole Jesus okay yeah they're up in this corridor and a door slams down it uh, okay they're right. screaming there's a toilet in the hallway <laughs> they're wa- making their way down And there's a fucking headless bird skeleton on the ground. What? Do you know what Fred says? What does he say? That's a baby dinosaur, isn't it? (laughs) What the fuck? Yes, this house has been sealed since the dinosaur times. Oh, that's a baby dinosaur. Was he trying to be funny? Or is he just. I who not one knows? for words. He's not one for words. He's certainly one for words. He paints with words. <laughs> I I think he was just talking. Yeah. Uh then from somewhere down the hall, God. they're all screaming, upset. Something doesn't want us here. Something does not want us here. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Fair assumption. So They enter one of the rooms. I swear they hear just a super rhythmic
1: knocking. Mm, 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 And then it
0: slows down. Hmm. It goes until it has knocked exactly 50 times. Jesus. And then... It comes back. It's stunning. It is so strange. Were you the one that was throwing bricks? Can you make a noise with your voice, please? Nothing. No response. So they move on. They go into this kind of dressing roomy area. They're looking at the walls because they could see that where the wallpaper had fallen away the designers of the room had signed their name on the wall and it oh, was like mean. it was like campbell and sons design 1934 which i think is really cool and it's they so were cool. literally just talking about it and she was like oh you're kidding <laughs> something happens boom oh, God. okay a brick is thrown down the corridor jesus they're they walk, i know they walk into the corridor to investigate And that seems like that was about as enough that they could take of that single corridor of that floor. They were just like, well, I am fucking afraid. Let's go down to some more afraid uh, inducing places. So (laughs) they go down, they leave the floor, they scoot back out of the crawl space and head back to the first floor of the abandoned wing together. So they're all together. All right. Could you knock five times please if you hear... Boom. Five times. Immediately. They were like, oh, that was quick. Wow, thanks. Look at that. Responds. And then Stu's like, it reminds me of Amityville. It doesn't help when you talk about Amityville, Stu. (laughs) Oh, Stu. And I'm like, it should. Amityville was a hoax. Mm -hmm. It should help you. Yeah. Then, huge bang. Then, they all run into the room where the bang was happening and they're like, what the, did you hear that? But there's nothing on the ground. There's nothing to bang. And Mel was like, I thought it was a dog growl. And they were like, we thought it was a bang. We thought it was a stone being thrown. It was insane. And then Darren, beloved boom operator, hears a little jingle jangle in his ear. Mm. He said, I swear it's like a servant's bell. And then I thought, no, there's no way. But I swear, I thought it was like a servant's (gasps) bell. Can you throw something else for us? Silence. Silence. Boom! I heard a noise in the other room and almost died. Oh god, okay. (laughs) Okay. A billiard ball (gasps) comes rolling towards them. Was there a number? Was it six? (laughs) No. no it was just a blank red billiard oh rolling towards that everyone's fucked up then Carl hears a um no I don't think so (laughs) I think you're wrong I I don't think he heard that at all (laughs) So they they collect themselves. They put all the billiards in one room. There were three of them that they had known about. So they put them all in one room. They're in that room, and right as they're walking in, Stew is just like, "Should should we all say thank you first?" And Carl goes, "Woof, scaring the bejesus out of everybody." And I was like, <laughs> "Everyone is shaking at oh, this Jesus. point." And then Mel, precious Mel, is like, I don't think it's trying to scare us, but I, ju- I just can't help it. Well, you know, you know, 666, do we know it's not trying to scare us? You know, the billiard balls, that could kill somebody. You know, all this and, well, yeah, but... And oh, then Mel. And then Carl is like, okay, okay well, I mean, 666, like, okay, I know, I know what you're saying, but like, I don't think it's like bloody Beelzebub, like literally here, like trying to... But I don't know. Well, no, it feels mischievous. Yeah. Boom. Right when they're talking, billiard ball drops out of nowhere. (laughs) They hear a billiard ball drop. Then they look and find the billiard balls in the room that they were standing in. They haven't been moved, but one of them is missing. There's a billiard ball in the hallway that is still.
1: Uh, It just,
0: like, transported into the hallway. What the fudge? Yes. Uh Right, so shall we go now? I yeah. I don't I don't I just I just really want to go home. I just really want to go home. Well I just think they're just you know pleased with a bit of company. Uh, uh They hear a woman's voice calling uh, in the distance. Uh, Yvette is ready to leave. Right. So they're talking about getting ready to leave, and Stu swears that he hears voices at the end of the corridor. There's someone at the end of that corridor. Oh shit. On their way out, they follow it down.
1: Oh god, okay, okay.
0: And they are done. It is over. The ordeal has passed. (laughs) 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 Then they have to fucking check in with Dr. Charlatan. John Callow. No. And he just, like, wraps everything up in in a very... Neat little bow. Pleasant way. And um, they were basically like, yeah, that was a most haunted first. It will go down in history as being a terrifying place that was super active extremely haunted and um, not necessarily evil but certainly mischievous and has got a ton of pent up energy yeah. they've probably just been raring to go for a yeah. hundred fucking years almost. They literally opened up a door mm-hmm. a panel Jesus the they need to bring some mediums in there I know I don't understand why they've given up on the medium thing maybe it's because it's hard to find a genuine one Let's get the rescue mediums up in there. (gasps) Oh my god. Crossover hit. Crossover hit. If they had the fucking rescue mediums with them. And Skeletor is narrating the whole thing. And then they all have drinks afterwards. Oh, I would love it. They're all so friendly. They are. (gasps) They'd be like drinking margaritas and being like, do you know what's funny about Salt Marsh Hall? What's funny about Salt Marsh Hall? Well, it's inspired me to put a topping on my margarita glass. Oh no 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 As the girls wrap up the cake <laughs> <sighs> Oh Jesus, that's terrifying. bung, 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 bung. Yeah, so. That's their experience at Saltmarsh Hall. Uh, I need to watch that. You really should. It's on Netflix. I think it's season... I keep wanting to say nine, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, But it's excellent. It's the last two episodes. Very fun. Gorgeous place. Um, Although not the decrepit hallways, etc. But it's wonderful. And if you have never seen a Most Haunted episode, I sincerely urge you to. Just to compare my impressions of these people. Um they it's spot on. People tell me it's scary. How spot on <laughs> it is. <laughs> the scariest part of this podcast <laughs> it's my impression of Stu. But yeah, it's 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 a really fun show. Mm-hmm. And um and the footsteps, even just thinking about them makes my body go cold. It was stunning. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I've been terrified. This whole time. Um mm-mm. Nope. That makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I will leave you all with this. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a five star rating and a review if you feel so inclined, if you have a way with words like Dr. John Callow, or perhaps even a Fred. Um we would love to hear from you if you have your own scary stories please email them to us at letters to camp at gmail.com um we continue doing this because we hear your words of love and support and also we like hanging out and would probably do it despite them Mm -hmm. but we do appreciate them and would love you to send them over if you can we have an instagram scary stories from camp roanoke also a facebook group and you can find merch at redbubble.com did i already say letters to camp at gmail.com is where they send scary stories yes i believe Mm -hmm. i did got rating reviews subscription i think that's all set yeah you have been listening to scary stories from camp roanoke y'all have a spooky night filled with restless dreams of haunted things bye